This is In the Word with Malcolm Weber. You see, you cannot understand that. You can't. You're not capable of understanding that. As a created being, you never will be capable of understanding that. Okay? That is inherently beyond the capacities of your understanding as a created human being, right? But you can believe it. Hallelujah. You see, by faith, we understand. Ah, cool. By faith, we understand. You see, our minds can understand it. They can't resolve it. But our hearts embrace it. Unresolved. Welcome to In the Word with Malcolm Weber. We should try to understand God's ways and His purposes in everything. But we must not limit God to what we can understand. We must accept and embrace the contradictions. We must trust God even when we can't figure it out. Dr. Weber unpacks this in the second part of his message, Understanding the Contradictions of God. Now sometimes these antinomies, these contradictions, are only apparent. They appear to be contradictions, you know, for a period of time. But then on the other side, we actually work through them and and we look back and we see that they weren't contradictions after all, although it seemed at the time they were. But sometimes these antinomies are actual. They are ultimate antinomies. Not to God. Nothing's an ultimate contradiction to God. But to us, they're ultimate antinomies. These are contradictions in the Christian life that will probably never be resolved for us. Wow! Ultimate paradoxes. Can you think of some? The triune nature of God, did you say? Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, that's a great one. The very nature of God himself. The triune nature of God. Let's look at that a little bit here. This is an antinomy, guys. Learn to like it. <laughs> doesn't matter that you can't figure it out. Believe it anyway. You're not supposed to be able to figure it out. Okay, the triune nature of God. Let's look at what the Bible says about God. Firstly, the Bible says the Father is God. Can you agree with that? Yep. The Son is God. Yep. The Holy Spirit is God. Yep. Okay. That's cool so far. No worries. All of God is in the Father. Okay. Right? The Bible says that, right? Okay? All of God is in the Son. Right? All of God is in the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay? <laughs> Getting a little difficult, isn't it? But then after all this, we say, well, they're distinct, but not separate. And then we say, there's one God. All of this is taught in the Scriptures. There's, how many gods are there? There's one God. Okay. But didn't we just say... That the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, all of God's the Father, all of God's the Son, all of God's the Holy Spirit. How can there be only one God? How can we understand that? How can we make that make sense? You see, I would think if there was only one God, and if the Father was God, the Son was God, the Holy Spirit was God, therefore the Father should have a third of God, the Son a third of God, and the Holy Spirit a third of God. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Right? But the Bible says there's only one God. Hmm, my. 
That doesn't add up, does it? Or we can look at the second set of statements. That all of God's in the Father, all of God's in the Son, all of God's in the Holy Spirit. So maybe, you see, we get into problems when we start using our little noodle to figure these things out and have them make sense, right? So someone says, well, maybe there was one God, so that was the Father in the Old Testament. You know, oneness theology. That was the Father in the Old Testament, and then the Father became the Son in the Gospels, and then the Son went back to heaven and then came back in the form of the Holy Spirit. You see, so there was only one God who was the Father, then He became the Son, then He became the Holy Spirit. You see, that would start to make sense, wouldn't it, to our brains, right? Wouldn't it? That would be a way to sort of figure out the triune nature of God. The only problem is that the Bible reveals that God eternally manifests Himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father always was, the Son always was, the Spirit always was, and the Father, Son, and Spirit always will be. Wow! So what do we do? How can God be one divine Spirit who eternally manifests Himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all three of those contain the fullness of God? How can that be? Well, you see... I don't know how that can be. And neither do you. And if you think you do, you, dear brother, dear sister, are wrong. R-O-N-G. Wrong. So this is a divine antinomy, isn't it? You cannot figure that out, can you? But you can understand, kind of, each of the various aspects of this truth, right? Right? I mean, you can understand that all of God's in the Father, right? You can understand that. That's easy enough. All of God's the Son, all of God's the Son. We don't have a clue what that means, I mean, to its extremity, but I mean, we, we can at least basically understand that. And we can also understand that there's one God. I mean, by itself, that makes sense, right? But when we try to put those two together, we're in trouble. Our mind just goes, bing, tilt. Right? Our mind tilts out. It cannot comprehend that. Your mind cannot resolve that antinomy, that contradiction. Are you with me? Nevertheless, it's true. It's truth. That's eternal truth. The Bible teaches that. You see, your mind can understand that, but your mind can't resolve that. Your heart doesn't need to resolve it. Your heart believes the Word of God, which reveals all of that, and so we have peace and we rest and we relax. Amen. And so our mind needs to be content with leaving certain things alone. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Another one. How about the creation of the world out of nothing? By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And the faith here he's speaking of, by the way, is, is our faith, not God's. God didn't use his faith when he created the world. But we do need faith when we understand how God created the world. So by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. You say, well, boy, I understand that. That's easy. <laughs> well, we understand it in the sense of we know that's true. But as far as figuring out how he did it, that's a little more to it than that, isn't there? So in the beginning, God created the universe, the, the Latin term is ex nihilo, out of nothing. God made something, and quite a big, spectacular something, by the way, 
the entirety of existence, all realms, spiritual and physical, everything seen in us. I mean, he just made it, bam, you know, out of nothing. Why? Now that is a pretty cool use of resources. Where, you know, you can, you can take nothing and make the entire cosmos out of it. Wow. Now, how can we understand that? What on earth are we going to do with that? You see, when I make something, as a human being, when you do too, we take something and then we make something else out of it. Right? To make this stand here. We take some wood, some nails, some glue, a bit of paint, a bit of varnish. Anything else? A saw? Anything else? Did I miss anything? This is not my area of expertise. But we take that stuff and we kind of use it and we make the stand. Right? We can understand that. Make something out of something. Something out of something else. But how do you make something out of nothing? How do you take nothing? Nothing. And it wasn't, it's not that he took a space, it's that he took nothing. You and I don't even know what nothing is, okay? Nothing, we don't. We, we, we think nothing, we think a space within something else. But nothing was nothing. And feeling a little small, you know? I hope so, I am. Okay, so, and God took nothing. <laughs> Okay, and made the entire universe out of this. Why? Isn't that cool? I mean, isn't he smart? Whoa! He's smarter than you, bro. Man, you see, you cannot understand that. You can't. You're not capable of understanding that. As a created being, you never will be capable of understanding that. Okay? That is inherently beyond the capacities of your understanding as a created human being, right? But you can believe it. Hallelujah. You see, by faith, we understand. Ah, cool. By faith, we understand. You see, our minds can understand it. They can't resolve it. But our hearts embrace it. Unresolved. Wow. Right. Cool. There are always going to be things that finite beings just simply cannot understand. You just simply can't comprehend them. The nature of God, the creation of all things. That's not bad. That's not something you have to try to work your way out of. Okay? It's not bad that you can't understand that stuff. You're not supposed to be able to understand that stuff. In any case, whether you like it or not, that is the way it is. So, learn to like it. Accept it. Embrace it. Embrace those contradictions, you see. Embrace those antinomies. Embrace those paradoxes. Well, let me give you another antinomy in God. This one is totally awesome. The sovereignty of God and the genuine responsibility of man. Whoa, heavy duty. All right. The Bible teaches, look at this. Here's old Nebuchadnezzar, our friend, after the Lord taught him a lesson or two, and he comes back to sanity in Daniel 4, and he says, by the inspiration of the Spirit, the Most High rules in the kingdom of heaven and gives it to whomever He chooses. 
And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to whose will? His will. In the army of heaven, among the inhabitants of the earth, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what are you doing? Wow. Paul makes it even stronger in Ephesians 1.11. In the Lord Jesus, we were chosen, having been predestinated according to the plan of who? Him who works out how much? How much? How much? In conformity with the purpose of whose will? Oh my. So how much? Is in conformity with whose purpose? Is that what he said? Does your Bible say that too? <laughs> wow. God is sovereign. My. Or how about Paul's words in Romans 9, 2021? But indeed, O oh man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me thus? Look at this verse here. Does not the potter have power over the clay from the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? Ah! Did your Bible say that? Do you have a book of Romans in your Bible? Does it have a chapter 9? A verse 20 and 21? Mm. My, that's scary, isn't it? God is sovereign. That means what it says. God is sovereign. Before the foundation of the world, God ordained everything that would ever come to pass. He did. According to the sovereign plan of His own will. He actually did. Whether you like it or not, guys, He did. He said He did. And we could run reams of scriptures. Boy, sovereignty of God. What a terrifying truth. But that's not all the Bible says. There are other scriptures that tell us that we are genuinely responsible moral beings. Wow. We're genuinely responsible for our actions, for our choices. We are responsible for them. Look what God says in um, Acts chapter 17, verse 30. God commands all men everywhere to repent. God commands you to repent. And then Paul in Romans, the same book, Romans 10, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, you need to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. You need to repent. You need to believe. You are responsible for your life. Yes, you're responsible for your choices. Yes, you are. No one in hell in eternity will look up at God from the flames and say, God, this is your fault. You ordained me to eternal hell. I had nothing to do with it. I couldn't have done anything else because you predestinated it. It's your fault. That won't happen. Every person who will suffer eternity in hell will be there for one reason, and that is because they chose sin and rejected God. That's right. That's why they'll be there. Because they were responsible for their actions. They were responsible for the moral choices that they make. How could God, in justice, send someone to an eternity of hellfire for their sin if they only did it because he made them do it? Right? 
Okay. <laughs> hmm. So on the one hand, what you're telling me is that God is sovereign over all things. On the other hand, man and angels and moral beings are genuinely responsible for their actions and will give an account. That's right. That's right. Well, okay. <laughs> hmm. But shouldn't it just be one or the other? <laughs> right? It was either the sovereign will of God that chose or the will of man that chose, right? How can it be both? How can God be sovereign and human responsibility be genuine? Are you with me? Are you with me? Wow. And yet, dear friends, they are. And both truths are set out in the scriptures, many times side by side, oftentimes in the same verse, teaches both as realities. What do we do with that? How do we figure that out? How do we resolve that contradiction? Are you with me? Do you, do you agree with me there seems to be a contradiction here? How do we resolve that? What do we do with that? What do we do with that, guys? We embrace it. Wow. We receive it. We embrace it. We believe what God says, whether we can resolve the contradiction or not. Wow. You see, it's okay. This is an ultimate antinomy from our perspective. From God's, it's not. But from ours, this is an ultimate antinomy. You're never going to be smart enough that you can sit down and resolve those two. Okay? God has made us smart enough to be able to understand each of them and then to believe that they are both true side by side because the Word of God teaches both. Wow. You see, that's okay. Accept it. Accept that contradiction. We get into trouble when we don't accept the antinomies, the contradictions that the Bible teaches, and we try to resolve it in a manner that is logical to us. Right? Then we end up in trouble. And so, on the one hand, we end up with some Calvinists who end up with a God who is so sovereign that man is no longer genuinely responsible and it doesn't matter what anybody does, there's no need for evangelism, forget you, you know, forget missions. If God's going to save the lost, he'll just do it. In the end, it'll just be done without, he doesn't need your help. I mean, that's what they said to William Carey when he first wrote his treatise and, you know, started modern missions in the Western world. That's what they said. They said, Mr. Carey, if God wants to save the heathen, he will do it without our help. And so he wrote a theological treatise on the use of means to save the lost. Back then it was a real issue. It was a theological issue. You know? Wow, but that's where they end up. You know, if God has sovereignly predestinated everything from before the foundation of the world, then it'll just happen. Don't worry about it. doesn't matter what you do or don't do. It'll just happen the way he ordained it. There's nothing you can do about it. You see, that's fatalism. That's a killer. What a diabolical doctrine, right? What a hopelessness to live with that as your view of, of reality, okay? So that's the one extreme of people that try to resolve the antinomy. The other extreme are the Arminians who effectively make God's will subject to the will of man. That God somehow looked down through history and saw what men would choose to do and then foreordained that. 
Okay? Oh my, what a wimpy doctrine. What a wimpy, weak doctrine. And so then the will of God, God, becomes subject to the will of men? Oh my. Some of you are really giving me some interesting looks. <laughs> and then, dear friends, we have a universe in which the will of man becomes the final sovereign choice, the final sovereign entity. Oh. And God is no longer truly sovereign. Well, thank God He is. Whether our theology lets Him be or not, He actually is. But a God, dear friends, who is not truly sovereign is a God who is not truly God. We're so glad you joined us for In the Word with Malcolm Weber, a weekly podcast featuring selected teachings from Dr. Weber's over 40 years of ministry. Find more teachings along with books, courses, tools, and other resources from Dr. Weber at www.leadersource.org. Tune in next week for the third part of this message, Understanding the Contradictions of God.